Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined. As always, my Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. <laughs> Bernie, how you doing today? Every day on the podcast is literally a holiday. Uh, I'm really excited about, about our guest today, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you why after Matt Perkins. Well, uh, I'm excited about our guest today, too, someone I've wanted to get on this podcast for a long time. <laughs> we finally got him. It is bat- former Badger star defensive back Sojourn Shelton, uh, who I believe finished his career with the most starts of anyone in Wisconsin history up until that point. So, uh, Sojourn, it is freaking awesome to have you here today, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of a lot of big time Badgers come on here, so you know I for sure wanted to jump on the podcast and chop it up with you guys. Well, we appreciate that, man. What were you saying, Bern? I, I, I'm just such a big fan because that's soldier. When you were playing, was when I lived in Madison, mm-hmm. and I came to probably every home game. So, like, I'm a I don't say a true fan because I'm still a true fan of the Badgers. I just go to two or three games, but I went to pretty much every game. You, let's say, started it, yeah. which is so exciting. That's dude. crazy. And there's a lot of them. That means you went to a lot of games. Dude, I went to it's I, a lot I, of them. What else are you do in Madison on a Saturday at a home, like a home I game? I know, dude? right? The atmosphere. That's one thing I could say captured me uh, from the moment that I, I got on campus, even like in my official visit. Um, I just think like the scenery and this atmosphere is, is truly nothing like it. Obviously, you know, playing in a lot of the games, you don't get a chance to see, you know, uh, the tailgate side of it. But um, you know, going to other stadiums and playing, you know, it's, it's truly nothing like nothing like being in Madison and, and the fans for sure, you know, make it an experience. There, there is no better place. Bernie and I would definitely agree with that. Before we hop into our conversation here, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by Bet Online, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. NFL season, by the time you're hearing this, it's kicking off tonight. Uh, it is college football. Week one is already in the books. No matter what your sport is, though, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. We are going to talk about what we saw in game one out of Coach Fickle and that new defense with you here in a little bit. But we want to talk about you first. And we want to go back and talk about a young Sojourn Shelton, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, just talk to us about you growing up. What's your family like? Like, how do you get into football? Take us through it. 
Oh, man. Uh, I've been, it's crazy, right? I've been playing football since I was five years old. Um, my mom and dad, they threw me out there. And uh, my first year, man, I absolutely hated it. When I tell you I hated <laughs> it, it was terrible. Um, I didn't want to play, but uh, my parents kind of made me stick through it. And then, uh, you know, actually that next year, um, it became just, it was it was super easy and fun. Um, a lot of people will tell you, uh, you know, I was pretty good at, in Little League, uh, kind of like a legend um, at, at uh, you know, the park that I was at, PAL. Uh, they used to call me uh, Baby Vic because I wore number seven. Um, and, uh, man, I, I used to I used to tear it up, you know. Robert. But that's how I kind of got into it. And then, you know, from there, it was smooth sailing. Um, high school was fun, uh, you know, was able to, you know, start seeing that I was going to actually get a chance to, you know, be able to, you know, play college ball, which is which is that is that's a dream. And, um, you know, I just had I had really good uh, role models uh, in high school that, uh, you know, kind of showed me the way, which is crazy because um, my best friend. Uh, is uh, Ohio State legend and Pittsburgh Steeler legend, Ryan Shazier. We went to the same mm. high school. Um, so when I was in 10th grade, he was in, he was going into his senior year. And, um, you know, I just kind of got a chance to, you know, see how the recruiting process and everything was going on with him. So I actually used to see Coach Fickle a lot uh, when he came down and visited Ryan. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, crazy, you know, how everything come back full circle, you know, him at Ohio State. And now, you know, he's here uh, with us with the Badgers. But, um, you know, uh, Coach Partridge, uh, who I believe now is still at uh, University of Pittsburgh, he went to my high school. So that's how I actually started getting recruited by um, Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, he just kept telling me, man, I got to get you up here. I got to get you up here. And, uh, you know, I ended up taking my official visit, uh, me and my father, and, and we loved it. I mean, from the time there, just, you know, sitting in between the two lakes, um, you know, Bascom Hill, the scenery is crazy. You can't really beat it. You know, you got to really be there to see it. Um, the game day atmosphere was amazing. And then being a part of the jump around, uh, it, it was nothing like it. So I knew kind of leaving from there, I knew that, you know, that was going to be home. Um, I had a, a really big chance of playing. Uh, my freshman year, uh, due to, I want to say, D. Smith and Crow, I think that was their last year. So I knew the following year, um, you know, if I came in and I showed, you know, the, the coaches what I could do, I knew I had a strong chance of getting on the field. So, uh, you know, that's just the football journey of it. But a uh, real big family guy. Uh, my family is my family is huge on my dad's side. My, How big uh, is your family? My grandma got 16 siblings. Wow. So they kids are having kids, which would be my dad and then me. And then now, you know, my generation is kind of having my generation and my family is having kids. I got a little one. Um, so, you know, every holiday uh, we do it big cookouts. Um, you know, anytime we get a chance to just link up and, and be around each other, uh, you know, we do it. We just we just linked up this past weekend for uh, Labor Day. Uh, food was good, you know, just chill time with the family, kids running around, you know, there's nothing like it. <laughs> What's the Sojourn family, like, food specialty? Like, if I'm going to a cookout Ooh. at the Shelton family, what am I eating? Uh, I could send it to you, man, ribs. All this, right. Yes. yes. My Uncle Lump has the best ribs in South Florida. Like, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet everything I got on it. <laughs> um, ribs, macaroni and cheese, soul food, like uh, ribs, macaroni and cheese, um, collard greens, string beans, those type of things. And then uh, my, my mom's side, 
Uh, she's from the Caribbean, so you know my grandma cooks a lot of you know island food, curry chicken, oxtails, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right? You would think I would be you know way bigger. <laughs> you feel <laughs> me with the food? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, uh, yeah, that's not the case at all. But yeah, no, nah, we we definitely throw down as a family for sure. For oh man, a huge rib fan, by the way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a picture of the ribs Please after do. this. You Please. gotta see them, man. They, he got like a little like a apple cinnamon glaze. I only I don't know. It's when I tell you it's perfection. It's perfection. I'd be happy at the cookout. Oh, uh, for sure. You guys are welcome anytime. Anytime you in South Florida, all right, uh, Burn. Let's get on the next flight. To, there. Uh, to Come on through. We got you for sure. We, we got you. Uh, so so you know football in Florida is important. There are a lot of states that it's kind of not important. New York, it's up and down. Where I'm from. Matt Perkins with New Hampshire, it's, you know, up and down. What's it like to play football in a state like Florida? How important is it? Like, it's, to me, it's like a whole different world. What's it like to you? Yeah, it's it's everything, man. You know, um, it's so many, it's so many examples down here, right? Like you, you had all those teams, like, you know, the 2000, you know, Miami Hurricanes, then you had those good teams, you know, from Florida State. And then, I mean, obviously everybody knows, shoot, right now it's a documentary out on the teams in in, in Gainesville um, mm-hmm. with Swamp Kings down in Florida. Like, it's just, it's so many historic teams that, you know, if you actually played football and you watched football, like growing up, you had so many people that you could like, you know, try and emulate. You know, I know for me, like everybody always talks about Reggie Bush, which, you know, you can't never take nothing away five did at USC, but Man, Percy Harvin, like, was, you know, if you look at his numbers, he they pretty much neck and neck, you know. And Percy, for me, growing up, was like, that's who, to me, was the best player in my generation. So that's who I grew up, you know, trying to emulate. And then, like I said, you know, there's just so many guys down here from this area that you just kind of look up to and you say, you know what, when I do get in that chance to be in that position, whether it be to go to school and play football or, you know, a high school and little league, like I'm going to try and emulate my game after him. But yeah, it's, it's extremely important. I mean, seven on seven is so big down here. Um, like it's, it's really year round, you know, you got to think about a lot of the, 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 the states up North, you know, they get that cold, that cold weather. So you know, around December-ish or even October-ish, you know, going into the winter, you know, you kind of got to translate into a different sport because you got to get indoors. But down here, you know, it's it's sunny all, it's sunny year round. So, you know, high school would be, you know, I think the state championship goes until maybe like the first week in December. And then, you know, I remember literally taking like a couple weeks off. And then in January, you know, we got a whole bunch of seven on seven teams formulated down here, which are which are legendary as well. Um, and we got right into seven on seven play where we would, you know, get our all-star team together and we would travel to Tampa, um, at IMG, IMG through big tournaments, like everything It's just, it's, it's, it truly is everything down here. This is, is, is really what we all have. Well, I mean, obviously that sort of competition must bring the best out of not just you, but oh, everybody yeah, who's, on the, who's on those teams. Now, are you playing D-back this whole time? Are you playing on offense as well? I mean, they called you Lil' Vic. I mean, yeah. if you're going to be Lil' Vic, you must be playing quarterback I'm too. A, so what you doing? I could, I could send y'all some clips, man. I, it's so crazy, right? Like, I, I really feel like if I would have played offense, I would have been way better. Uh, <laughs> I, I for sure, I for sure would have been way better. Um, 
just as far as like recruiting wise and everything, uh, offense was really my thing. I, I think I was not to, you know, to my horn, but I think I was truly special with the ball in my hands. Um, but uh, no, at, once I got to high school, um, you know, I had a mentor of mine who was actually the receivers coach at the university in Miami right now. And he also played at uh, Miami on those 2000 teams, Kevin Beard. Mm, um, he was yeah. my mentor. Um, you know, growing up, he actually went to the same high school as me. Uh, so, um, yeah, he was a mentor of mine. And, you know, I kind of knew that I was I wasn't going to be that tall. You know, I, I played quarterback pretty much my whole career in Little League. And then actually when I got uh, to high school, um, my my JV year, I played quarterback. And, uh, you know, I kind of knew that that's not what I wanted to do. So, you know, finally, my 10th grade year, the next year, I ended up switching to cornerback. And, you know, he kind of just pretty much told me, like, you know, you're not going to be six foot, six two. Like, we got to figure out something else for you to play in. At the time, I was uh, I want to say I was obsessed with Revis. Like, that was who, you know, I kind of wanted to emulate my game after. And that's when he was really on that run where he was locking up everybody. So, you know, kind of watching him in the Jets, that's when I was like, you know what? I think I think this is the position that I want to play. Wait, that that's so I mean, you're bringing back all these fun names for me because. Yeah, I'm so old at this point. <laughs> um, so to go back to like the, the, when you, you, it's so cool that you mentioned Fickle comes to your high school. I'm sure a lot of teams were coming through your high school, yeah. looking at you, looking at your teammates. What's the, what's that like? Like, what is the, the like, dude? Um, hold on, I'm looking through this. I'm, I, I'm just looking through this, glancing through it. Uh, just kids while you were there, who you know you would have overlapped with. We got kids who went to. Connecticut, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Stony Brook, NC State, South Carolina, yeah. Mississippi State. Like every school was coming through there. That must be that must be wild. Yeah, I mean, bro, like it, it truly was it truly was something new. Um, you know, just as far as like coaches, it was new coaches every when I, when I mean every day. And I mean, you got to think about it too. Like at the time, uh, we had another player who he went to the NFL. His name was Jeremy Cash. I want to mm-hmm. Jeremy Cash went to Ohio State originally, yes, and then he, he ended up going to Duke. And uh, he played he played a couple years in the league as well. But him and Ryan were so highly recruited that it's no telling who was going to walk through that door. Uh, <laughs> you know, any given day. I mean, you had you had uh, Les Miles who was at LSU. He he was coming through. I want to say uh, obviously Urban came through. Um, and at the time, Urban wasn't even at Ohio State yet. He was still at Florida. So Urban came through. Of course, you know, Nick Saban came through. Like, you've seen so many coaches that it was like, man, this is what it's going to feel like, you know, when I get, you know, of age and I can be in that position as those guys. Well, so you mentioned it was Coach Partridge who was the one who came down. And we've mm-hmm. had a bunch of Florida guys on the show, and they everyone talks about Coach Partridge. So talk about you, sort of your relationship, how you got to know Coach Partridge, and sort of how y'all built that, you know, the trust and respect that eventually made you want to commit to UW. Yeah, Coach P, man. Everybody knows Coach P. Coach P is a solid dude, right? You know, um, kind of you could tell a, a, a no-nonsense type you know, type coach, he's going to be straight up with you. And I think, you know, when you are into that transition of trying to pick a school, you know, that's all you can ask for is the the world realness. You get what I'm saying? And um, he was straight up with me. And uh, just kind of the background and the history of him coming to, to the same high school as me, um, you know, KB knew him, which was my mentor. And he told me, like, you know, this is somebody that's going to be real with you. He's going he gonna to call a spade a spade. 
And, uh, you know, I think that was, like you said, with him telling me, like, man, he just kept raving about, you know, how uh, good of a place Wisconsin was and the culture that they had there. And, um, you know, once I got up there and I got to see it for myself, you know, I kind of put two and two, like, you know, everything that he was saying and that he was pitching towards me, it was true. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I shout out to Coach P forever, you know, thankful and grateful for him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Obviously, you know, just because of coaching changes and everybody moves around um, in the college business. But, yeah, you know, uh, Coach P, if you see this, man, shout out to you. I appreciate you for sure. <laughs> so so what – I mean, I, I have to assume Miami, Florida State, like these schools yeah. are recruiting you heavy. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there like um, – you know, like coming out of high school, is there something that people are like, why, why you have, you should pick these schools? Like these are home, you know, you're in your state yeah. or is it not like that? Uh, so people don't know, I actually was committed to Florida state, uh, for, uh, for, I want to say a year, two years. I committed during my 10th grade year. Florida state was my, my first offer, um, committed during my 10th grade year. So they had pretty a pretty good first was, offer. Uh, was, right? coach, was Coach Bowden still there or was Coach Fisher there at that point? Coach Fisher was. Okay. Coach Fisher was. Uh, coach Stoops was their D coordinator um, who ended up leaving and taking the job at Kentucky. Yep, ended up leaving, taking the job at Kentucky, which he, where he is right now. Um, and uh, that kind of is what really like uh, switched up, you know, uh, my recruiting process. So, my 10th grade year when I committed there, they had a corner there named Greg Reed, who was who was really good. Um, he was from Georgia, but he was my size, smaller dude, 5'9", five, 5'8", five, not big at all. And um, they kind of was just telling me, like, that's how they were kind of going to use me. So, you know, that's where I, I could see, like, my vision of, okay, if I went there, this is who, you know, I would be like. Um, but then uh, Coach Stoops ended up leaving and taking the job. And, you know, when recruiting, it, I mean, coaching changes happen. A lot of things shift in recruiting. So, you know, I ended up deciding to, to decommit from um, Florida State and kind of open up my recruitment. And uh, I had uh, Miami passed up on me, which we, you know, we ain't going to get into, which which is crazy. Because they're I, lost. They're lost for sure, because I probably would end up staying uh, – staying down here at the 305 just because I would have wanted to be close to uh, my mom. Um, but, uh, you know, they end up passing on me and um, kind of just, you know, end up breaking it down between South Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, and then at that point, it was kind of whoever was going to be able to take me in early, uh, which I end up coming to, you know, Madison in January, which uh, really worked out for me, which I got from Ryan because Ryan went to Ohio State uh, early. So... So I have a lot of friends who came from like Texas, Florida, California in January, December, January, February. Mm-hmm. What's it, dude? Why are you coming in January? Man, I'm trying to play. <laughs> oh, you showed, to... oh, you showed up to like come to school. Yeah, like I oh, was my enrolled. Man, my early I'm thinking you were yeah, early I'm enrolled, thinking man. I was, I was in trip. class that <laughs> when they went back for – uh, winter, you know, after the bowl game, I was in class that semester. I'm trying to. I was thinking your field. recruiting trip. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, God, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm like, man, you guys. Uh, one of my friend Rob Brooks is from Texas. Never saw snow. Mm-hmm. He got so delayed they couldn't pick him up, so he got dropped off at the Union in a snowstorm and didn't even have a jacket. Bro, I didn't have a didn't jacket either. <laughs> I didn't have a jacket either. Like I truly didn't know. I had a thin like windbreaker. It was bad. <laughs> I know. I remember uh, Coach A and everybody like, man, you got to get you. We, you got to get you something ASAP. So, yep, I went and bought my first North Face jacket, which I didn't know those things are not cheap at all. 
Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Right. So yeah, that was an experience and a shock for sure. Especially coming from Florida in December, which I mean, here is still nice weather, right? It's not too hot, but from, you know, 80 degree weather to negative 14 was crazy. I like how 80 is not too hot for you. Oh yeah. Nah, 80s. <laughs> I love it. Good for you. 80. Perfect. <laughs> so you're also, but so you are part of that 2013 class, which you are mm. now the fifth player from the 2013 class we've had on the show. Oh, um, okay. And so we've had you, we've had uh, Tanner, we've had, uh, who, else, who else have we had? We've had uh, Rob, Chikwe, Garrett mm-hmm. Dooley. Okay. Yep. And you guys are part of a really interesting group, right? Because you're commit you are recruited by Coach B's staff. Yeah. But then you come in and it's Coach Anderson. And mm-hmm. so especially you as an early enrollee, like I mean, that transition has happened within the last couple of weeks, right, right there. Yeah. So sort of walk us through a how you found out that coach b was leaving for arkansas and coach anderson was going to come in and then did you have any sort of did you get cold feet at all sort of like what was that like for you um so i actually it's it's so crazy man around that time is when twitter was really starting to boom like everybody you know you would see somebody get like a breaking news tweet and um, you know, I remember seeing like a breaking news tweet that, you know, Coach B was, you know, was leaving to head to Arkansas. Um, so it, it kind of was it kind of was crazy to me because at that point, I really didn't know what was going on. Because like I said, I'm, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be coming to Madison in like three weeks, like two, three weeks. I'm supposed to be coming up here. Um, and uh, man, it just I, I at that time, you know, I could tell you my mom, I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, I don't know you know, what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach uh, Coach Anderson, Coach Bush, uh, they end up, you know, calling and, and you kind of just reassuring, you know, everything was going to be cool. Um, Coach Bush actually came down to South Florida, had dinner with the fam. And, uh, you know, at that point, you know, I, I, it wasn't no cold feet or anything. It just knew, like, you know, what he told me, like, his exact words was, you know, when you get up here, be ready to work. And it's kind of so it's, it's a funny story because literally I, my, my first workout there, it was bad, man. When I tell you they tried to kill us and, you know, I threw up. I I promised myself I would never eat again before a workout. And, you know, here it is. You got a kid from Florida, right? We run all day, you know, as far as conditioning drills, like even now I could run for forever. You get what I'm saying? So I knew that wasn't going to be an issue. Um, but when I tell you they they got it out of me. You know, I remember calling my mom like, I don't know, mom. I don't know if this, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. But, uh, you know, everything ended up working out fine. And, you know, that recruiting class, ended up, we ended up being able to go, you know, on and do some real, real big things. And we got some ballers in that class, too. Some some real good ballers, for sure. TJ, Corey, um, Cheekway, like you said, Big Duel, Dooley was good. You know, it's a lot of ballers. If I'm missing anybody Leon in that Jacobs. class. Leon Jacobs, one Leon, of Leon, who is, Leon. He, Leon is in my like pantheon of guys we haven't got on the show yet that I'm yeah, you dying get him. to talk to. Dying yeah, to talk you got to get Leon. Leon built like an action figure, man. <laughs> built <laughs> like an action fair. figure. But yeah, that class was that class was dope. That class was was real good. Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. 
We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anicetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. So when you move in, you move in, you're an early enrollee. Are there any other early enrollees with you? Yeah, me and Keelan, Keelan Brookings, which is oh, really, yeah. A, um, yeah, that's really, that was my roommate all through college. Um, his family and my family um, kind of gel right away. So, uh, you know, Keelan is is a brother of mine for sure. Keelan's my brother, which is, he's doing good. I think he he's coaching right now. Um, I don't really, I want to say Northern Iowa, but uh, he ended up being, becoming a, a, a corners coach, so you know that's good for him, but Keelan Keelan was 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 my was my boy. We, so we did they move in. you? Did they move you into the region right when you, yeah, right when we you went, got there? We right to the region. <laughs> okay. So what are what what are some of your more interesting region memories? Uh, I thought it would have been a weird place. It's a weird place. Yeah, it is. It is. I thought it would have been nicer, but you know I'm a simple guy, right? Like I'm super simple. It was right across the street from the stadium, which is convenient for me. Um. Anybody that know me in college know like I wasn't really the going out type. You know, I, I you would see me here and there, uh, but nine times out of ten, uh, you know, I was I was in the the dorm room or the, you know, the, my apartment playing my video game with friends back home. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was cool, simple. It was enough, but uh, like I said, it, it was it was close to the stadium, so that was convenient for me. That's all I all I cared about making them six a.m. workouts, not being late. <laughs> So, so what makes because because there's a new trend I guess since I played you know 23 years ago 22 years ago of of, of people showing up of, of athletes showing up early now mm-hmm. and there there's more and more and more happening almost every class. What was the thought process of you doing that? Is it that I could start next this year or next year? Yeah, or is it something else that you're like I just want to get to campus? Well, really, so uh, so. Um... You know, my 10th grade year, like I said, it kind of was a year. I'm, I'm a very observant person, right? So uh, I was really watching the steps of, you know, th- the big dogs that was in front of me. And, you know, that was Ryan and Jeremy. And they actually both left in January to go to Ohio State. Um, so just seeing just the transition of how everything played out for Ryan, right? Like he, he goes to Ohio State, Um you know, then seeing him play in the spring game, right? And then seeing the year that he had his freshman year. So I knew, like, when I got to that point, I wanted to do that, right? I wanted to put myself in 
you know, whatever situation, the best situation I could to, you know, get on campus early, um, you know, try to get acclimated to the speed of the game, get into the weight program with, you know, the strength and conditioning coach and uh, just get ready to contribute. That's all I wanted to do is, is play and contribute. And, you know, for the big dogs on the team, like the Borlands, you know, when I was a freshman, Chris Borland, which is probably the uh, probably the him and Melvin, probably the best, uh, you know, football players that I've been around at Wisconsin. Um, but for, you know, Borland, uh, Bo Allen, um, Dad South, where, you know, I wanted those guys to, you know, be able to trust me and, you know, say like, you know, I know he's a freshman, but, you know, hey, you know, Sojourn can handle his own. And, you know, that's what I was able to do. So were, so were those what, like the guys that like took you under their wing? Was there anyone in that like defensive back room who was like, hey, let me show you the ropes? Um, Man, it was so many people that took me under my wing once I got to Wisconsin, even just outside of defensive back room. Uh, obviously, all the guys from Florida, uh, James, um, Hugs, who was there at the time, uh, DG, Devin Golden, who was there at the time. Um, it was so many, but, you know, just a lot of people I kind of gravitated towards, you know, once I got there, obviously James, um, Melvin, Austin trailer, you know, those guys, I, I really considered, uh, you know, my big brothers, once I got there, made sure I was, you know, trying to do the right thing, staying out of trouble, all those little things that a lot of, you know, freshmen can run into once you get on campus, especially when you get in there early and it's not a chance to get acclimated, right? Like, you know, at summer class, you got a chance to, you know, kind of feel everything's out, feel a lot of things out. Um, but when I got there, it wasn't no, you know, trying to, you know, see how they was, you, you jumping into, you know, tough classes right away and you got to hold your own. So um, a lot of people looked out for me. It's, it's, it's so many to name that I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on anyone. Uh, PJ, PJ Jean, who ended up, he, I think he's, he's coaching or doing some scouting in the league. Like a lot of people looked out for me. I, what's it like to, I just, I, first off, I'm, I'm like fascinated by this coming in January thing. I, I just mm-hmm. think it's so cool. Cause yeah, it's, it's, this it's, opens a lot of different doors, but but the the mindset of just like a 18 year old, 17, 18 year old to show up on campus and literally go to school to me right. is it's hard to understand because when I showed up in the fall, you have camp and yeah. you learn who these people are and then you they drive you around the campus. When you showed up, did they like take you to be like, this is this building, this is this building, like here are oh, your classes? No, <laughs> no it wasn't none of that. <laughs> it wasn't none of that. Yeah, I had to figure it out, man. And at that time, you know, obviously, you know, with cell phones and stuff now, you can kind of, with sure. GPS, you can kind of figure out where things are a lot more easier. But, um, nah, it wasn't no driving around and saying, you know, hey, well, this is where your first class will be on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then showing up to know, some Tuesdays, random buildings. Nah, it's just, just showing up and hoping that this is the right class, right? <laughs> that, that's what I did. I literally yeah. would walk in a building and be like, this could be it. Go to whatever floor and classroom and you just literally were looking at it like, no, this is not this class. I have no idea where this building is. A lot of first day missed classes. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, mom. Ooh, yeah. But you just didn't know where they were. Sure. And, and you got to think, man, we had class, like, you know, I, you know, freshmen making sure yeah. class checkers and, you know, they weren't playing with us. You, you hoping that you had the right class, but you're not at the right class. Now you got to miss you know, and at, you, you got your coaches asking where you at. And it's like, man, y'all got to bear with me. Like, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> where I'm going. So so what's it like, you know, getting into the weight room, being in the locker room when you're a young, you're basically a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Walk us through like that transition into getting physically ready, mentally ready. Are you meeting with the coaches? 
like what's the pre spring season like um you know at that point man i just was trying like i'm I, just playing the freshman role just being quiet and minding my business man just making sure i do what i'm what i'm you know i'm asking i'm told to do uh you know i obviously I came in as a as an itty bitty freshman, so I knew I had to get stronger. I knew I had to, you know, uh, you know, get stronger and get bigger. And obviously, you know, the weight room was gonna play a big factor in that. Um, but you know, I, I think, like you said, just how how South Florida is. You know, I kind of, as far as a mentality wise, you know, anybody will tell you, I've always been confident, right? Like I always knew like okay if I if I do what I know I'm capable of doing you know I can I could play with these guys right and there's so many people from South Florida that was on the team that I kind of knew growing up or I seen or I heard about uh just because of you know rivals and you know all the you know scouting scouting departments for you know high school to college so I kind of had you know, I could compare and say okay well you know hugs went to my rival high school like okay hugs here well you know I know I can you know I know I can play you know DG's here okay I know I, James you know went to St. Thomas you know I, we played St. Thomas in in uh high school you know I know I could you know fare up against those guys so uh, mentality wise I think I was already there I just had to start getting the looks right getting the chest uh, uh, acclimated to the speed of the game um you know, so when I, did that happen? Was that did, spring practice? Yeah, when did that happen? Getting acclimated to the speed? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. I think I think it really slowed down going into camp. Um, you know, spring was spring was tough, man. I, I had a I had to check Aberdares, which a lot of people. Jared was Jared was a. We had monster. Jared on the podcast last man. week. <laughs> oh, you guys did, yeah. man. Jared was a monster. When yep. I tell you, a monster, a monster. Jared was a monster. So. You know, I had to I had to check Abby. Um, you know, all the tight ends we had were were monsters. Um, so I think I didn't I didn't the game didn't really truly slow down until that summer. Uh, but spring was kind of like, whoa, you know, this it, it, it's it's a whole different level. But I think I'll for sure say it slowed down going into spring. I mean, going into the you know fall camp and then you know, actually getting into a game and just seeing like, whoa, the games is actually slower than, you know, the situations you deal with in practice. Now it's just, you know, you know, minimizing the the, the mistakes and, you know, being in the right spots and, and places and you can make the plays. You just got to, you know, be where you're supposed to be. So you're at camp, which is mm-hmm. grueling. Oh, man. Uh, beyond, beyond. Uh, share some experiences about camp with us. Uh, Camp hot, man. <laughs> extremely hot and I think we yeah we still had two a days at that point so like trying to just figure all that out not not getting much sleep you know being at the facility all day camp is camp is grueling and then also you know being you know a freshman uh and you can kind of I could kind of start to see at that point like okay I got a chance of actually being able to contribute this year uh so you know trying to get myself mentally prepared and you know, put that on my shoulders, like, you know, hey, I, I truly need to be coming with it every single day because every rep that I get count. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um camp was fun. Camp was camp was fun. I think the spring to me was funny. I, so I got a story, right? So uh I come in, like I said, I, I've always been confident. Uh so we have our first scrimmage and I'll never forget I'm on the we're going towards not the student section, so the opposite side, by the field house, right? So we're mm-hmm. going towards the field house. 
Uh, I think our offense is maybe like on the tw- like on the twenty, so they're they're going into the red zone. Uh, so I'm on the right side of the field, the offense left, and I'm on. So the, our offense is on that that sideline that I'm on. We're having a scrimmage, and you know I'm on the nub side, so it's a tight end. There's no receiver, and they run the ball. So they give the ball to James, and James he's he's supposed to be going to the opposite side, but he cuts back, and it's literally a a hole like this big, and it's me and him. So in my head, I'm like, dang, man, he's going to run me over. <laughs> and he didn't run me over, which is where he got the name Sweet Feet from. So James hit the quickest, I don't know, if I want to say it's a two-step move, a three-step move. I don't know what it was. But I knew the first move he made, I'm like, I'm not going for it. So it was the second move. You know, I dove. And then he made another cut. And it was bad, man. I fell. <laughs> everybody on the sideline just screaming like, man, it's not high school no more. Like when I tell you my confidence was shot from that point, like it was, it was bad. Like everybody on the defense had to tell me like, man, it happens. Like it's okay. It's okay. But that was funny. I would say that's my welcome to welcome to college. Welcome football. to college football. I mean, sure, goes on to sure. like win Super Bowls and almost the MVP of the Super Bowl. Right. The you know, it's okay to yeah, get for sure. They bucked them. Okay. Yeah, they okay. bucked them, yeah. They but bucked them. So what, what's, what's it also – it must have been the transition must have been real tough because in camp, you're going into camp with all this kind of experience and then your class comes who yeah. are kind of brand new. So where do you fit in that? Like are you a, a freshman? I think we call yeah. Freshman? yeah, freshman. Yeah. But like you're like a freshman plus. Like are you part of the team? Are you still part of the class? You know, because when I came in with my class, it was – you were part of that class first right. before you kind of became part of the team. Mm-hmm. So it must have been an interesting transition for you because you're like almost playing – you're in both areas. Because it's like yeah. you and Keelan have been part of the team for six eight six months already, but then right. the rest of the class comes in. Yeah, we we, we still had to do everything that they you know, the freshmen had to do. So like, you know, I, I, I was upset that they made us do like freshman orientation again, which, you know, is is long as heck. I'm like, it's so boring been here already. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, everybody was a part of the class. And, you know, I can say, you know, everybody in my class was was pretty cool. And um, Rob, you know, Rob Real White was in that class. And that's still one of my best friends to this day. Um Corey was in that class. I mean, it was so many good players in that class that, you know, it, we all pretty much gelled and, you know, everything was smooth sailing. And you had a lot of freshmen that contributed that year, too. Corey contributed a lot. Um, I did. Uh, you know, Rob played a little bit. It's a lot of guys that that played in that, you know, in that, in that class. And so when did you find out that you were going to be starting week one? I found that out from my mom, which is crazy. I, I did not know. I did not know. Uh, they didn't tell me. They didn't tell me anything. Um, I remember Friday. Uh, I didn't have class my freshman year Friday, I don't think. So, uh, you know, I remember getting a text from my mom. Like, they just released the depth chart and your name is in the starting spot. And I was like, you know, she's excited. My mom is is truly like my number one fan. You know, she she. She going to cheer every minute. So, you know, she's blowing my phone up trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, mom, slow down. Like, I ain't getting no word from nobody. You know, anything is going on. Just let me figure it out and then I'll let you know. So I end up uh, finding out um, later that night at the end towner at the team hotel. And uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. That was that was that's the one night of those before moments. the game. Yeah. The night before the game. I promise Damn. you. That's when I heard it from Coach Strick, like. Man, we're gonna let you spin first. I'm like, oh, like when did that come about? You know, now now I'm 
now I'm like, man, I got to get out there and play. So obviously, you know, being a little a little nervous. I mean, that's your first mm-hmm. time playing in front of 80,000 plus fans. Um, yeah, that was an experience for sure. But, uh, yep, Friday night before the game. So, so what was it like running out there for the first time, seeing the fans? I mean, this is – you're literally – I, I redshirted. So, like, running out there was cool to see the fans. I didn't really right. do anything else. You're not in that situation. You're nah, in that not game. Not at all, man. You're on the field. On the field. What on is it f- like running out, seeing everything, and then literally playing? Yeah, you guys know it's an adrenaline rush. Like I, I don't even think I don't even know I don't even know what I could say that could maybe being on a roller coaster and you know dropping down in the beginning. Like I, I truly don't know what you can kind of put against it, especially when you know playing in front of so many fans and it being so loud. Like you know, obviously being in the stands, like on you know on the official visits and, and whatnot, you kind of hear like, okay, this is what a crowd sounds like, but it's totally different when you're out there and. You know, mm-hmm. everything counts, you know, but it's everything I dreamed of. So um, my, my first experience was, was amazing. And I actually I ended up catching an interception in my first game playing. So it was it was, it was a lot going on that that first game. Uh, and, you know, I, I think about it a lot, but it, it for sure was cool. For sure. I mean, you were covering a future NFL player in Tajay Sharp in that first game, too, on you. Wow. Yeah, man. Like, That's Tajay Sharp. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dang, I didn't see it. So, you know, you, we play so many people that you, you know, obviously, I mean, Tajay Sharp was he because it was UMass. Mm-hmm. Um, Tajay Sharp, he ended up being a, a really good receiver in the league. Um, yeah. I, I want to say he played for because I'm a Falcon fan. Uh, you know, James, you ain't have to do that to us, man. But uh, <laughs> I want to say he, I think he had uh, some time in Atlanta. So I, I, now that you say that, I really, I really didn't, you know, think about that. But yeah, Tajay Sharp, yeah, yeah, he was on the Falcons a couple years ago. So, um, so you get there. I mean, you have you star as a freshman year. I mean, like for those of you listening who don't understand, like there have been four true freshmen who have started the opening game in the past fifteen years. It's Travis mm. Frederick. It's Monster. Nick Herbig. It's Rafael Gaglianone as a kicker, oh. and it's you. Like there oh. are four, yeah. and so like that's that's a crazy list. And that's a crazy people, list. Yeah, those three people you named are 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 big dogs, big mm-hmm. dogs in, in Wisconsin history. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. I don't think and the it. the previous guys were all uh, cornerbacks when I played. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Scott Starks, Brett Scott, Bell, Scott Starks, yeah. Jimmy Leonard, Jim, yeah, Jimmy. I mean, you, you're you're in a special class of like yeah. great defensive backs. Jimmy, the man, it's a, it's. I mean, so for me, like obviously Scott Starks is a little bit before my time, but you know, yeah. once I got up there, I started to you know know about you know the, the things that he was able to do at Wisconsin, which he created a lot of turnovers, right? Uh, obviously, you know, Coach Leonard and then being able to be coached by him. Man, I could talk about Coach Leonard. We'll talk about Coach Leonard. Then. I talk like, about yeah. Coach what, Leonard what was it like day, to have, man. What was it like to have to work under that guy? Man, when I tell you made the game so much simpler and smoother and just understand, like that truly is probably the smartest defensive mind or like player mind that I've, that I've truly been around. And it's, it's crazy because when you talk to him and you're actually out there and everything – you can truly like you can start to see it like this is what he was talking about. You know, Coach Leonard said they were going to do this, 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 and they did X, Y, and Z to a T. That everything he said, and it's just kind of like, man, how do you, how do you have that much, you know, knowledge to be able to pretty much call out these teams' plays and what we should do? 
Um, and my senior year, he brought to me um, the phrase, you know, just being consistently close. That's all he used to say, you know, sojourn, just be consistently close and you'll make the plays. Be on their hip. And now it's just up to you to, you know, do what you've been doing, which is, you know, get your hands on the ball. So, um, you know, Coach Leonard slowed the game down so much and truly was a uh, it was it was it was truly good to and fun to have him um, my senior year. I wish I could have had him, you know, some some years before that. Uh, you know, no knock to, you know, you know, Coach Strick. Coach Strick was a great coach. Coach Jones ended up coaching in the NFL. He was a great coach. Uh, but uh, Coach Leonard was Coach Leonard was truly special to have. Well, that's why he did 10 years in the league and right. what's his name? took him everywhere. Yeah. Because he knew what was going on. He knew every – he played with Revis he and, so, um, so, Cromartie. And, and Cromartie. Yeah, he used to show us highlights. He used to show us highlights all the time. Like, you know, obviously we – you know, at that level you have, you know, access to, you know, all the, you know, the film and everything. Yeah. So he used to show us, you know – coverages and talk about you know x y and z what happened here man we used to leave revis out the dry because we knew he was you know he was a lot you know we did x y and z yeah he he for sure played with a lot of good people he played with revis joe hayden like he played with a lot of a lot of top Ray dogs Lewis, at, I mean, Ray Lewis, with, yeah a lot of top dogs at, you know on the defense side of the ball and to go 10 years in a league is extremely special. Yeah, I didn't go any, 10 seconds in the league. So anybody, uh, <laughs> anybody who's done a year in a league will tell you like, it, it's truly a blessing. Right. So for him mm-hmm. to do 10, like it don't get no better than that, man, at all. No, Jimmy. Undrafted Jimmy, too, right? Undrafted. Un, undrafted which, I don't yeah, know how that yeah. happens. Cause he, 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 he was a walk on at Wisconsin. Nobody wanted to take a chance. Well, we, uh, I mean, Wisconsin did, and then the NFL did eventually. The yeah. boys, the Bills picked them up first? No, Ravens. It was the Ravens, Ravens first. Oh, then, Ravens. Then he basically the followed Rex Ryan Rex around. Ryan, yep, Rex true. Ryan goes, right. to yeah, Jets, goes to the Bills, and, you know, you know, Bernie's a Jets fan. I'm a Bills fan. So, you know, we, 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 both, got, we both got some Jim Leonard, uh, so, some Rex Ryan in our lives as well. Yeah. So just as you are, because I want to, uh, you know, we, we've got about 14 minutes left here. I know before uh, Bernie has to crush his fantasy draft. And so um, what I, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about the current team, what we saw to this first weekend here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about sort of your career and your progression. What do you think was from, you know, you start that UMass game in your freshman year. And then by the time you've wrapped up your 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 senior year, 53 starts later, 55 starts later, Damn. whatever it is. What? How do you think you grew the most as both a player and a person? Um, wow, as a player, you know, you just got to uh, – you're going to see that it's a lot of ups and downs, right? Like, it truly is. It's, it's for sure a roller coaster, right? You can't never get too high. And that's something I live by, you know, just being even keel. Like, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. Because um, even when you have, you know, the best moments, you know, um, it's going to be some bumpy roads. Um, you know, throughout your career. So, you know, that's what I, I, I would kind of say my progression was just always trying to stay level headed um, and just have fun. Right. Like, obviously, we're playing college football and it's um, it's extremely important. Right. Like people's jobs are on the line. You know, you playing, you know, being a starter in X, Y, and Z, how you how you produce is on the line. Um, but, you know, you just got to enjoy it. Right. Because it's never it's not forever, whether you play after after college football and you you know you play 10 years in a league or if college football is is the final ride right like it doesn't last that long so you know i just would think you know my progression as far as a player um would just be just you know just 
a roller coaster, but making sure, you know, I, I was happy and, you know, I truly was happy with, you know, how things fared out um, at my career at Wisconsin. And as a person, you know, I've always been laid back and chill, man. And, and that's just how I am even to this day, right? Just want to make sure, you know, my family's good. Now that I got a little one, want to make sure she's good. And I think just, you know, just the the things that I've gone through in college as far as growing as a person has prepared and shaped me into the person that I am today. Um, and, you know, I'm forever thankful for my time at Wisconsin. It was truly nothing better. I hope you take pride in that you started every single game that you played. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, that, to me, that's, that's, that's super special. I mean, you were healthy. You, maybe there's that, some that, luck, that, but like, dude, people, sorry to, sorry to cut you up, but like dudes are coming in. They're recruiting dudes to literally yeah, take your spot. Like every sure. single, and you talked about the business, but that's the business. They're like, that is. who's next? Who can be better than Sojourn if there is anybody? Right. And you held that spot four years in a row. Like, dude, that that to me is extreme. You're on a, it's like a different level. Of- yeah. But I think when you're going through it, you don't even really, you know, like you don't even really start, like you don't even recognize what's going on, right? Like, so like my senior year is when, you know, people started like, you know, reporters and then just some of the communication people around, you know, from the media side, you know, was telling me and it was like, you know, the time, it goes by so fast. And like, you know, when you're having fun, you don't really realize like, okay, man, I'm, I'm at, you know, I'm at 40 starts. Like, you know, if I played, you know, 12, these all 12, these games, you know, now they're telling me... I'm going to be the, you know, started the most games in, you know, in, in Badger history. So just going and just having fun. Like, you know, now when I think about it, it's like, you know, that's pretty crazy because I was small as heck when I was, I was out there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, God willing, I was able to, you know, stay healthy, no injuries and um, had a blast doing it, man. I had a blast doing it's it. It's just a testament to you. I, I think that's so special. It's it, virtually impossible. You probably never hear that really happening unless you're a punter or a kicker like you know you played a real position that ran yeah. around all day and we could side note it but they only had me for like five starts because of the personnel i hated that oh i was like that, that ain't fair i'm starting every single one of these games don't tell me 11 personnel at the 11 start. personnel is like, come on that's not what we're talking well, especially about on the offense you were playing burn you were pay- playing 95 percent of the snaps i mean come on now you know what's funny? I watch film. So John, we have this side note, but I we I watch a lot of I watch the film because I'm washed up. And in like 02, 03, we ran a lot of 21 personnel. And then okay. 04, 05, we started Coach Chris came back and we started mixing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So but uh but neither here nor there, but watching me as like a young guy uh, looked horrible out there. <laughs> Just like running into people as fast as possible. Like no brain, no thought. Um wait, so I I want to talk about you know, we only have like five more minutes, but about the team that, you know, this is a brand new team. Yeah, because also watch- one of the things I appreciate about you, you're still locked in, man. You are yeah, still locked man. in. You're still watching see- every game. Like, I'm watching every I- game. Oh, yeah. I'm a football. I can tell you I am a football junkie. Like, <laughs> even when I was in college, whenever I wasn't on the field, Monday night, I got to watch football. Thursday night, I'm watching NFL football. Friday night, I'm watching football. Saturday after the game, I'm watching football. Sunday, I'm watching football. I'm like, <laughs> I am a football junkie. So, yeah, I'm still locked in for sure. So what are you, what are your thoughts on the team this year? So far, yeah. I mean, we've seen one game, but like, what yeah. what are your thoughts? I mean, I think we could be special. Obviously, it's game one, and like like we talked about and alluded to earlier, like people understand, you know, when you're in camp, you're going against the same guys for so long. Like even when you're in some of those game like situations, like I could tell you, okay, 
two minute period. It's third and whatever coach Chris is going to call this. You get what I'm saying? Like, cause you're, you're, you, you've been doing it for so long against the same people. Um, so now finally getting a chance to see the guys compete against somebody else. Um, of course it was a little bit of, you could tell like jitters or just trying to, you know, coaches trying to figure out, um, you know, what spots, you know, players are flourishing and put them in so that they can be successful. And then also, players getting adjusted to okay like this is how coach fickle and you know the oc and the dc is going to call the game you could see that that first half it was kind of a little shaky but um second half you've seen guys come along and i think that's where i think you know that second half carrying on into this week and then hopefully into the rest of the season um i think you'll see you know more of that and one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because, you know, Badgers ran that 3-4 forever, ever since you got there, right? That first yeah. you know, Dave Aranda season, that's when they switched to that 3-4. And it was it was a lot of zone on the back end for you, for the, for the corners and the safeties. And one of the things that I was, you know, I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an X's and O's guy, when, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I, I can do it when it comes to offensive line, that's <laughs> about it. But they're saying, you know, this new defense is 3-3-5 that Trestles brought in. They're asking the corners to play a lot more man. And so, like, what are the big sort of differences you saw in sort of the cornerback and defensive black play um, from what they were expected to do before under basically the same system for 10 years until what we saw sort of this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, people don't understand, you know, playing man to man football, you know, and being asked to do that a lot is extremely tough. Um, and for Coach Tressel to, you know, even bring that over, he he thinks that, you know, he believes that he has the guys that can do that. And I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, Alexander and uh, Ricardo, you know, I, they played they played good on Saturday. And uh, obviously, you know, playing a team coming from out west, you know, they're going to throw the ball a lot. So you're going to have to be in, you know, good positions to make plays. And, you know, as you get later on into the year, when we played Ohio State and we played the teams that, you know, run the ball, but they, they like to throw it a lot. Um, we're going to have to rely on them uh, in the back end a lot. But, uh, you know, one thing that me and the guys talked about is like, you know, even, you know, we're going to have to get better on the defensive line, which I think will happen, right? Like they, they'll come along and everything will start to work, but all that stuff works in conjunction, right? Pass rush, you know, leads to success in the back end you know, being, you know, not having to cover for so long. So I think once everything gets clear, you know, everybody gets the jitters out, everybody understand like, all right, you know, we in it, the game not going nowhere. We got to make the plays. If they come our way, let's do it. I think everybody, everything will, you know, come together smoothly. Were you ever in the locker room? I mean, this is the first game. So was there ever that thought of like, we're just not going to show a lot on the defense. We're just going to play kind of base and yeah. just get the speed of the game. Of course, of course. I mean, everything's baby steps, right? It's week one. You know what I'm saying? Everything's baby steps. Um, but I think, you know, this week is the week that I think we'll actually see a lot more, you know, stuff and a lot more stunts, a lot more coverage disguise, um, because we owe these people. <laughs> we owe yeah. them for sure. And uh, last year was a winnable game. I mean, we we turned the ball over a lot, but uh, we was also able to, to create some turnovers. So, um yeah, we're gonna have to bring out we're gonna have to bring out everything this week and um it should be a good game. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So what's one thing that you wanna see out of the defense this week? You know, you talk about defensive line play. What's one thing you mm -hmm. wanna see out of the D backs this week that you think will ensure success against Washington State? Just just caught, creating plays on the ball, man. If that ball come your way, um, you know, you it's it's a risky position, right? And I'm not ever telling anybody to, you know, play outside of the scheme or anything. But when that ball is, if you see that ball, 
try to make a play on the ball, right? Like getting our offense more chance, getting BA and Chez and and TM more opportunities with with um you know Sky out there, getting you know getting those guys more opportunities to punch that ball and get the ball in the end zone. Which you know we we we're air raid we're air raid offense this year. Um, you know that's what it's all about. The more opportunities we can get TM and the O to get the ball in the end zone, I think we'll be we'll be good. You know in the back end. So, Jen, you're you're the man, dude. Thanks for coming out. No, nah, for sure. I appreciate y'all for having no, me. Hey, on, listen, man. we we might have to get you on the a defensive uh, once a week. Come on here, and yeah, talk for sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm open for it. Listen, I'm if open you're open to it. that, I would. I think we would love to have that would be, you. That would be killer. I talk offense. I don't talk anything. About the yeah, defense. but it, but I tell people all the time, like it's truly a chess match, right? Like, and you guys know, like. Obviously, at this at this level, and even the next, like all all the players, you know, we're all good. We're all we all can, you know, make the plays. Now, you know, it's the little things that people don't really too much know about. And I think when you get a chance to come, you know, talk like offense and defense, and okay, this is why you know Coach Trestle called this on this third down, or this is why you know the OC called this on you know second and six. Like you, you can kind of truly start to see the game and understanding it. It's it's a lot more fun to to see it that way. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm excited. I I think both sides of the ball have a lot. They look potential, good, and they have a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, my thing is having guys now on the outside that can truly make plays. Um, mm-hmm. in the in the passing game, like obviously, you know, I'm sure Sky would love to have that deep post back, right? That hit him right in the hands, and he's gonna have a million more opportunities to to you know make those kind of plays. Um, but, you know, being able to, ha- you know, s- spread defenses out. And now I feel like that create better, you know, opportunities for for B.A. and Chez. And I mean, we've seen that on Saturday. I mean, I want to say B.A. ran for one. F- uh, I know I know both of them ran for over 100 and they both scored. Yeah. 142 for 140, B.A., 157 uh-huh. for Chez. For, like, you know. Those guys getting those opportunities and being able to get in space and then also getting, I mean, not Chaz, getting BA downhill and, you know, being able to, you know, run people over and break tackles. Like those guys are going to have some good looks because they're not going to see all those eight man boxes where it's like, mm-hmm. man, dang, can I, you know, can I get some, can I get some of these safeties and these linebackers or these corners to, you know, kind of spread out and move? Those guys are, are going to get a lot of, a lot of good looks. So I'm excited for both of them. Yeah, man, it was six-man boxes all day, and it was a delight to see. You see what uh, I'm saying? You see what happened when you get them six-man boxes? <laughs> I know. Bernie wishes he played against six-man boxes. He never saw anything like that. <laughs> when I was in the game. <laughs> no, not, not, not with the 22 personnel. You guys were running the whole time. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up here today. Uh, Soldier, be careful, because we're going to take you back up on having you back For on. Sure, man. Just down. hit me. Y'all know. Oh. Well, Y'all we, know we, we know how to do that. Um, we really like we cannot thank you enough for taking some time out of your out of your busy schedule to hang with us here today. Uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag and our friends over at Oak Ridge Wealth Management. So until next time, thanks for tuning in and on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.